Oh my gosh. I have tried recording the beginning of this podcast like 20 times now, and um, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing the same introduction. Uh, so uh, here we go. We're just going to, we're just going to start right here. My name is Ryan and I make music under the name Sleeping At Last. Uh, and this is the Sleeping At Last podcast. And I want to thank you for, for pressing play and, and for being curious about how my music gets made. That means so much to me. Before we dive right in, um, I wanted to tell you uh, we're, we're approaching the holidays right now, and I just wanted to remind you that two Christmas songs that I recorded this year are out into the universe now. One is called The Secret of Christmas, which is what you are hearing right now. It's not the glow you feel when snow appears. It's not the Christmas card you've sent for years. And the other I recorded at the request of my, my two daughters, um, ages six and four, uh, Lily and Iris, who wanted me to do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So they actually covered it with me and sang along. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows And all of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer game I love uh, having gotten to record that with them. They are hilarious. Uh, that song, as well as uh, The Secret of Christmas, is everywhere music is. All right, let's dive in. So if you've listened to this podcast before, uh, you are familiar with the general format uh, of, the, of the episodes. Uh, I, I talk through and explain how each song of mine is born, uh, one song at a time, and uh, explain the details, the, the meaning, the, the little Easter eggs that are hidden throughout each song. Uh, but each of the episodes are recorded after the fact. So the songs are completely done, and then I'm going back through and explaining how it became a song. Uh, but today... I thought it might be fun, or, or maybe it'll be a total train wreck, uh, but I wanted to document in, in podcast form the, the writing of a brand new song from scratch all the way through. Uh, so in this episode, you'll hear the, the whole story from the beginning um, through the trials and errors till, till the finish line, the release of, of a new song, um, all within this one episode. So it'll kind of be like a, a time lapse in the shape of a podcast. And honestly, just like writing a song, uh, I have no idea if this is going to work. And I don't know if, <laughs> if the song might suck or if uh, I'll even end up finishing it or if the podcast is totally pointless and, and more embarrassing than it is interesting. So I guess we're going to find out together, uh, but that's kind of what I want to do with this episode. Uh, today is Friday, October 11th, and I have absolutely zero musical ideas at the moment. Uh, it's morning, and uh, today is like every writing day uh, in the studio for me. It is a total, total shot in the dark. Uh, equal parts exciting and terrifying. Though it is a blank canvas, I have no idea what this song is going to sound like. Um, I do actually have a, a jumping off point, a, an aim for this piece of music. And that is um, that it will belong to my astronomy series of songs. Uh, and so for those of you that may not know, astronomy is my ongoing series of music inspired by astronomical events and discoveries. And what that means is, so when cool stuff happens in the observable universe around us, I have a ton of fun imagining what the soundtrack to that uh, particular event or discovery might sound like. 
And astronomy is made up of primarily instrumental music. And uh, the heart of it is not only just to write these kind of imaginary soundtracks to cool stuff happening, but uh, it's really like a playground for me. I, I love getting to kind of um, experiment and, and just mess around with sounds until something that I like uh, kind of comes up, which is a little bit different than like, say, songs in my Atlas series, which are very lyric based and are expressing a, a very a personal perspective. And so I have, I have a, a different um, part of my, my songwriting brain in tune with, with writing those types of songs that are more my, my traditional songs. And astronomy um, is kind of all over the map. It's, uh, it's just really, really fun to explore. So that's kind of like the, the word that's etched in my brain. So that's the point of, of each of these astronomy pieces of music, just to explore. Okay, so the song that I'm going to attempt to write uh, today and over the next several days likely uh, is inspired by an event coming up on December 21st. And that astronomical event is called the Great Conjunction, which is <laughs> the worst the worst name for something so cool. If you're not familiar, uh, the Great Conjunction is where Saturn and Jupiter will appear the closest to one another that they have in 800 years, uh, and it will be the closest visible conjunction in, in that long. It's essentially these two planetary giants will will look like one large star, uh, and it happens on the winter solstice, December 21st, uh, in the southwest sky. So. It's pretty awesome. I love that it's so close to Christmas. Uh, people are referring to it as the, as the Christmas star, and I'm really excited to, to hopefully be able to see it myself on that day. And Saturn and Jupiter have, have visually been making their way closer and closer to each other uh, right now. But on, on December 21st, they will be their absolute closest. Uh, NASA says, you know, to keep in mind that while the two gas giants may appear close, in, in reality, they are hundreds of millions of miles apart. Uh, but they also say that this will uh, be quite a striking sight, and, um, but you will need to look fast as, as both planets will set shortly after sunset. Some of the symbolism that I, I get excited about with, with understanding or learning about the, the Great Conjunction is that because these two planets are coming closer together, they are becoming brighter by, by joining forces, essentially, visually in our sky. And I just love the symbolism of that happening on the winter solstice. So we have something brightening during the, the darkest day of what I believe is probably the, the hardest and darkest year of uh, many people's lives. So um, there's, there's, some, there's some beauty in that. And I'm, I'm really excited to try to explore some of that in, in music and, and try to capture a little bit of uh, what I imagine um, this, this event on December 21st might uh, sound like. Okay, I think I have done enough talking and uh, should actually begin trying to write what will be called uh, December 21st, 2020, The Great Conjunction. I wish it had a prettier name, but here we are. So the first thing I, I just did was, was write down notes, and I already kind of talked to you a little bit about what those notes might be, but these are just sort of my initial mental notes on uh, stuff I should try for, for writing the song. So the first note is use a part of Saturn and Jupiter. So I have songs called Saturn and another song called Jupiter. And so I'm going to find some sort of communicative thread between those two songs that I can include here. Maybe that's stretching the audio apart. Maybe it's finding a, a common key between those two. But those are stuff that I, I might play with in, in a minute here. Um, another is the word kiss. Uh, I kind of like that Jupiter and Saturn are, are coming together and getting closer. I've heard a couple 
couple of people refer to it as like the kiss of Saturn and Jupiter, which by the way is a prettier name, but it's not uh, scientific. So I have to keep to my astronomy titling of uh, the date and then the, the, the official title of the astronomical event. Uh, and then uh, the other aspect is uh, the stuff I mentioned. It's the winter solstice. So I want to play around with um, a bright object in darkness. Uh, so I, I think that might inform maybe the key. Uh, maybe the song will be minor and maybe it'll shift to like a major moment in the center. I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but that's one of the notes. Uh, the other note that I wrote down just now was uh, the, the correlation uh, being so close to Christmas and people calling it the Christmas star. So I might have some sort of instrumentation that gently nudges people toward the feeling of Christmas. Uh, and that's what I've got right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to dive in and play with some of those ideas. All right. So the first thing I'm going to try is playing around with, uh, seeing if there's an element in, in my song Saturn that can be either like the foundation of this song or inform it in some way. And I, I just got this, I don't even know what you would call it. They call it a magic radio, but it's from the company Teenage Engineering and it's called an OB4. And what it does is you can play radio or Bluetooth or whatever through it. It's a set of speakers and it'll basically record everything that it's hearing. And you'd be able to, using this little wheel, you'd be able to kind of fast forward and, and rewind and sample it. You can you can do all sorts of little, little different things. So that's where it kind of blends like between an instrument and a radio. Uh, so right now I'm running Saturn through it. And I'm, I'm gonna just kind of mess around with like reversing it. And you can also kind of like loop it. So let me try to find a different section that might be interesting to uh, snag. Huh. I don't know. That might suck. Yeah, it did. It did suck. Uh, but an idea that I'm trying right now is uh, to take a, a tiny clip of the word stars, since this is uh, uh, going to appear like one great star. Uh, it's from the line, uh, you taught me the courage of stars. Even though that's obnoxious, I'm going to try to pitch it up and then I'm going to play around with some effects and, and reverbs and try to figure out if there's something interesting inside that little sample. Yeah, I don't know. There might be something interesting in there, but there might not be. Uh, I'm going to mess around with it and uh, we'll let you know. All right, it's been like an hour or two of messing around and I'll be totally honest, um, mostly me staring at my phone and looking at social media, <laughs> which is unfortunately very much a part of my writing process. Um, I'm trying to make it less so, but um, full disclosure, that's what I just did there. And I also played around with the sound and turned it into this drone. So that same sample of the word stars is this. which will probably turn into something that is barely heard. It's more of a Easter egg type of thing, um, but it, it sometimes can help me decide the key uh, or even having a drone uh, initially sometimes encourages different chords. And uh, the thing I'm gonna try next is this little tiny instrument. I think it's called a hand drum. Uh, and it's a, it's a little seven inch circle, six inch circle um, that has these little tines on them. Um, and it, it's probably best to just, Google search uh, hang drum or hand drum, um, but this is what it sounds like.
Yeah, so I'm going to mess around with that for a little bit. there's there's something in there well it's been a couple hours on and off playing around with that and it's garbage so throwing all of that out and uh i'm gonna start over i've messed around on the piano for a while i messed around a bunch of different ideas for this last hour and uh my day at the studio is done and i've got nothing to show for it which is always discouraging but uh, i've said a million times and i think so many other artists have uh not creating is is probably you know 98 percent of uh the creative process so that's what i did today is i i did not make anything <laughs> but it's okay it, that's that literally is is a part of it and i have to keep telling myself that um because it feels like failure when it happens but my day is over i'm going to keep this uh keep kind of my my the studio door open in my mind as i as i go home and have the rest of my evening and then i'll get back at it either um over the weekend or on monday i'll keep you posted well it's tuesday now <laughs> december 15th i spent the weekend with my family and uh, i did spend quite a bit of time trying to figure out how to approach writing this little piece of music and uh unsuccessfully i, I didn't really get anywhere in my head Yesterday, I just had no luck whatsoever. I spent the entire day in the studio just staring at my computer and not really getting anywhere. Uh, I did spend way too much time uh, dealing with some other music business related stuff that's unfun. Uh, but so much of my my writing, I was thinking about this yesterday because I, I was feeling super discouraged and, and disappointed that the entire weekend and a, a, a full weekday had gone by and I'm still not any closer to figuring out what this song should sound like. Um, I, I was thinking about that. It, so much of my, my writing process has to do with, with feeling and so much of it has to do with where my, my heart and my headspace is at. And when you're not feeling it, the antenna is kind of put away. And, uh, today I feel much better. It's Tuesday. I, I feel more hopeful and more kind of excited to explore, which is where I need to be, uh, not, in the task frame of mind, which is kind of where I was at Monday. So I'm feeling hopeful. So today's Tuesday, December 15th, and we'll see what happens. So I'm, I'm back to that little hand drum thing that I was trying to play around with uh, the other day. Um, if you play it right in the center of the, of the drum, um, you're not actually hitting an individual note. You're hitting kind of all of them at the same time, which sounds like this. And I really like that, something about that feels like stars. I don't know why. It feels a little kind of hopeful and joyful. So um, as opposed to playing the actual notes of this, this little hand drum, I play the center. Yeah, I'm liking it in this moment. So now I've decided the tempo is going to be 220 BPM, um, which is kind of, you know, a, a real subtle nod to 2020. And so I, I've pitched up that hand drum so that it is the note, it's kind of the root note of Jupiter, uh, but also is a note that is kind of key in, in my song Saturn. So there's a little bit of a nod to those two, uh, those two songs as well. I think I figured out the key and the tempo, and I'm just going to kind of explore and run with that. 
And with that hand drum looped over and over, uh, I'm messing around with the piano chords that I like. And and the idea for at least what I'm what I'm playing around with right now is that uh, the left hand and the right hand sort of function as Saturn and Jupiter. And so uh, they start uh, kind of as opposite as possible and kind of make their way to each other. I think there's something there. And now I'm messing around with uh, the hand drum again, but playing notes on it and uh, pitching it up into the correct key. Because I pitched it up, it has this kind of weird warble as opposed to like the pure tone of the hand drum. And, and so I'm really liking that, that feel where everything is, is sort of unstable and uh, manipulated. So it's about five o'clock right now on Tuesday, December 15th, and I like where things have landed. I didn't make a ton of progress today, but I feel like I got the, the foundation kind of built out. So I'm going to start in early tomorrow morning, but that's kind of where I'm leaving off. It's December 16th, and it's about 9.45 in the morning. I've been here for an hour or two, uh, kind of working away at the at the foundational uh, shape of the song. And uh, I'm feeling good about it. I, I think uh, I think it's hitting uh, the, the the feeling and the, um, the mood that I'm looking for. So I've been playing around with the piano primarily this morning and uh, playing around with these little piano rolls. So the song that came before the one I'm writing in, in my astronomy series was uh, the song for the comet Neowise over the summer. Uh, and to observe comet Neowise, I needed to wake up in the morning. And so uh, as part of that, uh, there was a bunch of Easter eggs in that piece of music where you would hear uh, birds chirping and different sounds from not only summer, but in the morning. And so I wanted to ground that piece of music on Earth as it's something that we are observing from Earth. So I decided that for this piece of music, for the Great Conjunction, it'd be interesting to sort of make it the sibling song to Comet Neowise. So since the, the Great Conjunction can be seen right after sunset, I, I want to kind of include evening sounds. And I also want to ground this piece of music in the same way that I grounded Neowise by using different sounds from Earth. So I'm going through my phone and trying to find different audio from uh, different parts of my winter uh, this year as well as last year. And so I, I will weave a lot of that into this piece of music. And uh, the first little clip that I found is uh, my brother-in-law, Andrew, uh, throwing a rock onto a frozen lake and uh, it just makes this really interesting sound. So I, I ran it through some tape delay and uh, sort of stretched it out and played around with some of the, the feedback. Weirdly enough, it actually just started snowing here in Illinois, and so I just went outside of the studio and uh, scraped together a little bit of snow and uh, recorded the sound of that. So I'll be weaving that into the song at some point. Um, so you will, uh, you will, you will at least get the the audible feeling of, of snow throughout the song. Okay, guys, I'm pretty proud of myself here. I think I was able to seamlessly blend in jingle bells, like Christmas bells, into the the main hand drum uh, multi note drone that goes to the song. <laughs> so um, that gives a little nod to the the Christmas star aspect of uh, of the Great Conjunction. And, and here's how that sounds kind of blended into the, the hand drum that I was talking about. I don't know why that makes me super happy, but it's the little things. 
Uh, so it's already the end of the day uh, on December 16th. And I feel like today was was good. It was, a, it was a helpful day in sort of wrapping my head around the song. I got to spend quite a bit of time playing around with different keyboards and uh, different instrumentation. And uh, I tracked a few things. And I wrote a couple uh, additional sections of the song. So it, all in all, it was, a, it was a successful day. It felt really good to have a little bit of a creative spark. And I am very grateful for that. I will uh, I, I will aim to finish the song tomorrow. I probably shouldn't speak that out loud in case uh, it totally backfires. But I am grateful for today. So I, uh, I'm wrapping up and we'll, uh, we'll report back tomorrow and uh, share the process. Good morning. It's December 17th and I've got coffee running through my veins. And I, uh, I am determined to finish this piece of music today. Um, because I feel like it's ready, but also because I realized that in order to get it into uh, any of the digital music stores, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all of that in time for December 21st, and I have to get it mastered still. Uh, so it's going to be a race to the finish line, but I feel I feel positive and I'm excited to uh, explore. This is actually, I was thinking about this this morning. It even though it's a little bit more stressful, especially if there is uh, some sort of deadline to to work in this way, I, I think I thrive on on deadlines like that. I feel like it's like the uh, anything goes kind of mentality, which is really, really, really healthy for exploration when it comes to uh, messing around with uh, the instruments that I have at my disposal. I, I find that for me, uh, nothing is less inspiring than uh, endless amounts of time and a, a blank canvas. Something about that is it's too big. It's too infinite. So today I think will be super fun. So I am absolutely not a violinist and uh, have almost zero skills at playing the violin. Uh, I do get to work with incredible string players often, and uh, um, but I do have a violin myself, and uh, pretty often, probably more often than I should, I will pick it up and record layers and uh, little little textures and things like that in the background of the song. So they're all over my my sleeping at last music. Um, but today I'm playing around right now with uh, with some of those textures. Yeah, on its own, that's super scary sounding, but it, it does work within the song, and uh, I think it adds some sort of human texture and uh, fingerprint in this uh, in this piece of music. So it, it's been a few hours, and I have not done a great job at uh, keeping you guys posted with everything I'm experimenting with, so I apologize for that. I did find out that um, the, the gentleman that masters all of my work, my good friend Chris Bethay, um, he is actually leaving out of town uh, for the holidays starting tomorrow, which is the 18th. And um, so I have to get this done and sent to him fully mixed by 1 p.m. tomorrow. So I definitely now have my my sight set on a goal. Um, but uh, I, I, like I said, I hit the ground running this morning. I'm feeling really, really good about the song. I think it's kind of where it needs to be. Uh, it's like 80% there. So right now I'm just kind of adding in layers and textures and playing around with keyboards and melodies. But since I didn't really document as I was going, I'll just quickly run through in detail uh, some of the ideas that I um, worked into the song this afternoon. Uh, the first one I explained earlier, I like the idea of the piano, um, each hand being kind of treated as one of the planets. So I'm kind of imagining uh, my left hand as being Saturn and my right hand as being Jupiter. And so the song starts out, as I said, where the piano is separate. Um, so the left and the right are as far 
spread out on the keys as they can be, and uh, they're kind of finding their way to the center. So the center of the song, it has um, a bunch of movement, and it sort of represents the actual event itself, the great conjunction. And then at the end of the song, I actually do the inverse. So the, the, the two hands and the two planets pull apart. And so what I did was instead of reversing anything, I wanted it to, uh, to be played in reverse order. So the chords are the exact same as the beginning. So it sort of has this, uh, this bookend effect of the song. Uh, so it starts and ends in a similar fashion. Uh, and that's just meant to represent the planets coming together and then visually, of course, and then the planets uh, parting ways. And that idea gave me the structure for the song. So I, I then knew how it was supposed to start and I knew how it was supposed to end. And um, it gave me uh, opportunity to just play and explore in the, in the center of the song. Uh, and as a side note, all of the piano that you hear in this song is uh, from a company called Teletone Audio. Um, the the piano sounds are, were created by them. It's called the Postcard Piano. It's an incredible new company. Um, look them up, Teletone Audio. Um, and it was started by my, my dear friend, Jeremy Larson. And I'm just really excited about the work that they're doing. Um, every piano that I've gotten to try out from them is just instantly inspiring. As soon as you play anything on the piano, it just feels, feels really kind of magical. As I mentioned before, I, one of the things I knew I wanted to play around with with this song was um, either little clips or references or nods to my two songs, Saturn and Jupiter. And I was actually able to weave a few different references, uh, one of which is the lyrics, how rare and beautiful it truly is that we exist. Those lyrics are found in Morse code form, so they play uh, actually twice in the song. Uh, here's what they sound like, so you can kind of keep, keep an ear out for it. And that Morse code was generated by an iPhone app that I have where I, I pitched that tone up to the, the key of the song. I was also able to weave in that um, that stars loop that I uh, tried to play around with at the beginning of writing this song and then uh, threw into the garbage. So it did end up um, becoming a, a little Easter egg in there. So you'll hear that like repeating stars line that was looped. Uh, it just kind of sounds like radio noise, but it's there. Uh, there's also a, a little melody nod to my song Saturn in this, and it's played by uh, a keyboard, uh, just a really, really subtle um, couple notes from, from Saturn. It's super, super subtle, uh, especially with the effects and uh, the kind of stuff. It's more of a, a feeling, but uh, the notes are dun, 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 dun. And the last uh, Saturn nod is uh, comes in the form of a uh, an actual sound from radio waves from the planet Saturn. And in the song, it, it's it's certainly more of a feeling than a, a very audible thing. Uh, but I ran it through quite a few effects, and it, it adds this really lovely texture that I. Uh, I just appreciate knowing that a part of Saturn, the actual planet, is uh, is embedded into uh, into this piece of music, and it was captured by Cassini and is uh, from NASA, and uh, which is also a really meaningful thing to me. I, I wrote a piece of music inspired by the um, the decommissioning of Cassini, and was um, had the incredible honor of uh, being invite, invited to the decommissioning event, uh, the the farewell to uh, the Cassini spacecraft at JPL. 
And so uh, it means a lot that uh, a little a little piece of Cassini is in here as well, um, since it spent its life uh, observing uh, Saturn and among many other things. And then Jupiter. I was able to weave in quite a few little references to Jupiter as well. Uh, the, the first, uh, going along with uh, the Cassini uh, sounds that I just shared, this is a, a, an electrical storm on Jupiter, also captured by NASA. And again, uh, it's hardly audible, but it is. Uh, it just means a lot to me to know that it's uh, baked into uh, into this the great conjunction piece of music. In uh, a reference to my song Jupiter, uh, there's actually two. Uh, the first one is super subtle. The way Jupiter begins is with this sound. that little tiny clip is exactly as it is not pitched or anything and I blended it into uh, parts of the intro which uh, I kind of modeled to be similar of this song <laughs> just a really really small nod to uh, to the song Jupiter and a much less small nod to Jupiter I actually sang uh, some of the lyrics that just felt like they made a lot of sense uh, not only for uh, the event, the Great Conjunction, but to play into the symbolism of uh, this is the the darkest night of uh, of 2020, which is the the most difficult year in recent memory. So um, the lyrics that I sang are, "Make these messes matter, make this chaos count," and of course the original lyric is, "Make my messes matter, make this chaos count." Um, but it, something about it changing the the words for this year just made sense to me. And those words just felt like the right sentiment uh, as we enter 2021. Uh, It's a prayer. It's a hope uh, that uh, everything that happened in this incredibly difficult year will somehow create space for something really redemptive and beautiful in the year ahead. All right, so now it's December 18th, and uh, I I was racing the clock yesterday so intensely that uh, I wasn't able to really record much other than some of the detailing of what went into the song. Uh, But I wasn't able to close the loop and let you know that I I finished the song. Late last night, I I was up uh, working away on this piece of music, and it felt finished, and it felt done, and I was able to send it around 10 o'clock on December 17th. And uh, first thing this morning, uh, my friend Chris Bethay, who is uh, an incredible mastering and mixing engineer, uh, he was able to master this piece of music, and now it is completely finished, and uh, it has already been tossed into uh, my distributor, and uh, now I'm crossing my fingers that it will appear on Spotify and Apple Music on uh, the 21st or before. Uh, in any case, the, the song is finished, and I'm really proud of it. And uh, the song will be released on SoundCloud as well as obviously on this podcast at the end here. 
Uh, before we wrap up the episode and listen to this piece of music uh, for the first time, uh, I did want to point out one aspect of my astronomy series that I'm, I'm really proud of and I really, really love, and, and that is the artwork of my dear friend, Tim. Uh, Tim is a graphic designer uh, from around uh, town here, and um, it's just one of my favorite people, and he has done the, the artwork that you see for all of these astronomy pieces. So if you've listened to it on Spotify uh, or if you've seen it on Instagram or wherever, uh, that is the work of, of Tim, and um, I'm so grateful. You can seek him out at T-I-M-M-I-T on Instagram and I believe on Twitter as well. So thank you so much, Tim. You were amazing. So I am so excited to finally show you the results of, uh, of what we've been talking about for a half an hour now. So here is my song, December 21, 2020, The Great Conjunction. honored to share that piece of music with you for the first time. Thank you for being curious about how it was made and for being a part of uh, uh, the the process. Uh, I've never recorded an episode during the writing of a song, and uh, I have no idea if that experiment was was boring for you or if it was uh, interesting in any way, shape, or form. But uh, for me, it was, it was actually accountability, and it was really fun to get to detail why I'm doing what I'm doing in the moment that I'm doing it. So thank you for listening.
listening and for being curious. Um, truly, it means a great deal to me. I'm looking forward to recording more episodes. Uh, but in the meantime, I, I hope that your 2020 wraps up a- as beautifully and as peacefully and as hopeful as uh, as it can. Uh, and that 2021 will be redemptive and gentle and kind and good. Uh, I, I really hope that. And I hope that you have a beautiful holiday. I am so grateful for you.